coming live from California, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you're watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Stacy McAlpine, founder and CEO of Journey Fuel and Life Transformation Coach, who has been helping people actualize their desires for more than 20 years. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Thank you. It's so fun to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on to this show. So, Stacy, just tell us, you know, you have been uh, having a great career. You have worked with Price, Waterhouse, Coopers, Ernst & Young, been a strategic advisor and project and change management consultant to some of the largest organizations on the planet. And then now you are changing lives. So how did this dawn on you that you need to change something in your life that you then need to change lives of others? Please tell us about that a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, with my consulting background, uh, it was about 20 years worth. I always say 20, but it, I've been saying 20 for a long time. <laughs> so it's probably a little more than that. But I mean, it's a very demanding career. Um, when I first got started and was trying to get to the partner path, right? You put in your time, 50, 60 hour weeks. Uh, about a decade ago, um, I was just burning out. I had a stepdaughter at the time in high school. I had my own little one uh, that was brand new, uh, four years old with another one on the way and a husband that was full-time law school with the debt to go along with that, you know, credit card debt, upside down mortgage, you know, working all the time. My daughter was calling me grandma because she saw my mom more than she saw me. And I just got to where I just was so unhappy and I knew my kids were never going to know who I really was if I continued on that path, which, you know, sometimes we change for our kids before we change for ourselves. And I just couldn't be the person that I wanted to be. And, but I'd always been this personal development nerd my whole life, you know, and I say that with the utmost um, genuine love for everyone out there who has the same sponge and desire to continually look for ways to get more enjoyment out of life and be who we're here to be. And, you know, I figured, well, why am I not doing all the things I'm reading? <laughs> why am I not doing all the things that I'm inspired by? And I was just exhausted. And, you know, I was making all this change for my clients, you know, some of the biggest organizations in the world. I was working with them and helping them do things they'd never done before. You know, people are like, what's consulting? And I'd explain it. And like, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> but basically, it's helping organizations make change and do things they've never done before and getting all the people associated with that change to change to make that change happen right whether it's 250,000 people or a single person it all requires each individual to take an action to get the outcome that they wanted so why wasn't i able to do that for myself right i was doing it for them i was doing it for all these people so i thought well what if I started doing what I do for my clients and what change I know how to create for them and the tools and techniques I use that, you know, all of these big renowned firms use because they know they work. 
what if I did that as an individual and pretended I was my own client? And it just started to click. Like I started to get more clarity. I started to be able to find my way out of what I thought was an unchangeable, you know, dark tunnel. And it just started to work. So I kept doing it, kept doing it, started to refine it so that I knew that it would work for other people and not just me. And a few years back, I finally got to a place where I was like, you know what, I'm ready to shift from helping big companies to helping individuals be able to live lives they love waking up to. You know, you, I think we may all be able to relate at least some point in our lives where we wake up and we're like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> to have days start like that a lot and it starts to get more and more frequent. And I just wanted to help other people get rid of that and be able to look forward to the days ahead. So that's, that's right. a, the quick version of that story. No, right, right. Because, you know, uh, everybody, a lot of people go through this whole phase, whether you are in a great job, lesser job, or if you have no job, then it is much more than that. But yeah. everybody does not have that, you know, wherewithal within themselves to take that plunge towards happiness or to make even those little changes that can bring substantial change to their lives. For sure, yeah. Now, you are an expert of, you know, telling and guiding people how they can live the life they would love waking up to. And you have a podcast also, Journey Fuel, on that. Live a life you love waking up to. So... Uh, as an expert, a life transformation coach, and who runs an organization, Journey Fuel, if you can tell people how they should start, suppose somebody who's listening to you right now resolves, and it's not a new year resolution, it's an actual exactly. real one. Right. They want to resolve that they want to change something for the better. And when they wake up tomorrow, it will be a better than all other days of stress that they had been waking up to. So how do they start? What's the first step? And then the next step. Yeah, absolutely. So it's so easy to get in our heads. And um, sometimes we want something so much that it almost paralyzes us. And we just don't, we want something other than what we have, but we don't know what it is we want instead. And so we can start to get in this spin pattern and it just paralyzes us sometimes, or it just starts to feel like it's going to take so much effort and we're just in a place where we don't have the energy to do that. So how do you get energy to do something when you don't have it and it feels hard, right? So something that I teach in all of my, in all of my journey fuel programs, it starts with one foundational uh, program, which is called Walk the Talk Weekend. And all of my people, as I call them, my journeyers, uh, go through this. It's like a 101 or a one, you know, before you can really get to any real change. And it's where I help people get what um, is referred to as ADCAR in the change management world. It's a, it's a methodology that one of the largest organizations that certifies change management professionals in the world is this simple analogy. And it stands for awareness, desire, knowledge, ability, and reinforcement. So it's not the prettiest word on the planet, but each word, you know, each letter stands for those pieces. And it's absolutely linear. 
So a lot of times we'll start with trying to do D before A, you know, with ADCAR, awareness is the most important, most, most, most important part. And that means beyond just knowing you want something different, but why? What is it in your life that isn't working? And why is it so important to be able to make that adjustment? What is, what's in it for you, right? What is it that's going to happen that's going to be so much better? Why does it matter? The big why, you know, Simon Sinek, I don't know if you've heard of him. You know, it starts with the why. Um, and it absolutely does. And so what I teach is for awareness, what we do on day one of my Walk the Talk weekend program is that just it's like a snow globe in our head, you know, like how do we see through like this white storm? You know, you think of a, a shaken snow globe and it's like nah, inside of our brains. And so it's a matter of just letting the snow settle, right? It's like a just let the snow settle a little bit to let it just sprinkle to the bottom enough to breathe and being able to just breathe and connect with yourself. Okay. What is it about what's happening in my life that I, that I want to change for? And what I explain is instead of thinking about what do you want, you don't have to know what you want yet, right? It's how are you feeling? And when we start from a feeling perspective, that's more feasible because we know that we're feeling a certain way. What we want is different. That takes some thought and bandwidth, right? So when the snow's settling and we can get in connection with, well, how am I feeling right now and why? And how do I want to feel instead, instead of what do I want? Because a lot of times we'll just say, I don't want to feel what I'm feeling, which doesn't give us any direction, right? It doesn't give us the ability to solution. It just means that we don't want something. But if we know we do want something, so in any project that I've ever managed or anybody ever does that's successful, is you look at what is the desired outcome? You know, what is it that you want? And then let's build toward that. So if you do something like, this is how I feel now, how do I want to feel instead? And then just think about, well, what's one thing I can do to get closer to that feeling? And so that way it's less overwhelming, right? And it can be, so you've got the awareness and then the desire. So now you know how you feel, you know how you wanna feel instead. And now it's about, okay, why? What, the, what how can I build that desire inside of myself? And that's um, the day two of Walk the Talk Weekend where we start to get clarity. So there's the awareness piece and then there's um, clarity and certainty. So once you get the clarity and then the certainty comes in where you really dig into it, is that a should? Because a lot of times we should want to go to the gym, right? We should go to the gym. We should change right. our life. We should do something other than what we're doing. But as long as it's a should, that desire is not going to be there. So it's a matter of how do I turn this into something I want to do? And so should is like a bad word in journey fuel. <laughs> it's, right. it's, well, why should you? What's what's the why behind it? And when you don't, you know, you could keep using that why. One technique that a lot of times people will use is the five whys. So why do I want that? Or, you know, why should I? Oh, because I want to feel like I have more energy. Oh, so you want more energy. So you want more energy. So if you should go to the gym, you know, what do you 
do you want to go to the gym so you could have that more energy? Nope, still I want to go to the gym. <laughs> okay, well, let's dig. Why do you want to have the energy? The energy is so that I cannot wake up like this every day, right? And I can actually enjoy my life or have enough energy to think about my next step. And so, well, what's another way that you could get the energy then if the gym just isn't it? Maybe it's something else. Maybe it could be something small. You know, it's like what I started with. How do I want to feel instead? Well, let's say I want to feel energized. Okay, well, what are three things that I could do to feel energized? It's in gym. The gym is not the only way. You know, it could just be I'm going to drink more water today. Or I'm going to, you know, get cute clothes so that I want to go to the gym. <laughs> Why don't I want to go to the gym? Well, it's not that I don't want to go to the gym. It's that I don't feel good when I go to the gym. Yeah, so it's really getting into how do I feel? How do I want to feel instead? And what's one thing I can do to get closer to that? And that's the fastest, easiest way. And then, you know, the rest of that is knowledge. You know, what is the knowledge that I would need to gain? Maybe you don't know what those things are, which if we don't, if we're doing something different, a lot of times we think we should know, but how are we going to know if this is new to us? Right? So where are the resources? Where can I go to get that knowledge? When I was in project management, a lot of times, you know, a big piece of it is setting the schedule so that everybody knows how you're going to get to the outcome, what steps you take and when you're going to get there. Right. And a lot of times I go to people and say, okay, so when are you going to have that? And they're like, I don't know. So the next question is, well, when do you think you'll know when you're going to have that? <laughs> so then I can have the next step, right? They, if you, you can't answer a question, you just don't know the answer to. But if there's something that you can do um, to be able to get to the point where you do know what's the next piece of knowledge that you need, and then set that up for your next step. So you're setting yourself up for success. And then once you have the knowledge, then it's ability. So how do you build your ability? And that a lot of times we can't do that on our own. You know, maybe it's a coach, maybe it's a class, maybe it's, you know, maybe it is a book at that point, but now you have enough awareness, desire and knowledge to know what you're reading for. You know, the reason why it's linear is a lot of times we'll start with knowledge. You know, we'll go and we'll take some class to learn more, to think that we're getting the knowledge, but we don't know what to listen for yet. So our brain can only have so much capacity. We can only know so much. So we can't absorb everything we're listening to. So if we don't have the awareness yet, we're not likely picking up on the little things that are going to resonate. We don't have something to guide our listening techniques and, and brain, right? So now you've got awareness, desire, knowledge, and you're building your ability, and then it's reinforcement. So what is it that you can put in place that's going to keep you going? And that's where, you know, when I, when I came up with the, the um, name Journey Fuel for my company, it's about that fuel. So many times we can get ourselves ignited, but how do we keep it going? It's like driving a car and never filling up for gas. You know, now you've got the car and you think you can make it, but what is it that's going to give you that fuel to keep going? So it's a long answer, but the fastest, quickest, easiest thing to do to get something going for tomorrow is simply just say, okay, how am I feeling? And how do I want to feel instead? And what are three things I can do to get closer to that until you can come up with something that is feasible for wherever you are in your life right now? Right. Right, Stacey. So let me ask this. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have a lot of, you know, uh, power to make resolutions, but they have less power to keep those resolutions. Yeah. 
and first day is okay it's like going to the gym you take the best membership you go to the gym first day with lots of energy yeah. second day and then there is the third day and then you forget about your promise you forget yeah. about them. and the most difficult part is you know you are bound by your promises to others in your yeah. job in your so you somehow have to keep it yeah the most difficult are the ones that you make to yourself yeah either they can make you and take you a lot of places or they can break you yeah and a lot of people break promises to themselves a lot yeah. many times yeah. how do they do that how do they go to the gym the second day or yeah. the third day how do they follow and how do they walk the talk so please yeah. tell us because that is where sticking to this whole stuff of waking to a wonderful life that they have always wanted to yeah comes alive for sure well and that's also where you know we go through the clarity and the certainty and then the certainty though it comes back to well why are you so certain what about it is it that's going to guide you to keep you going you know the last day of of walk the talk weekend is activation and so to activate it's well how how can we simplify it so that we know what all the other choices that we need to make in our lives are right like we think about you talked about um being committed to other things in your lives you know we've got jobs to wake up to we've got money we need in order to fund our lives and that's happening right now before we know what we want so when we do know what we want we still have a lot of shoulds in our lives so how do you shed them you know what what is the compass and so what i do is teach people about what i call the core seven because um a lot of times people have been triggered by these words right like resolution or strategy or goals or objectives and it just kind of doesn't feel fun anymore so um you know sometimes the term values can trigger people when somebody in one of my uh programs actually said you know what i'm all about this core seven and these core values but i've done this before and it just makes me feel like tense. And so what the what a true value is, is it's what do you treasure in life, right? So he changed the word value to treasure and it totally changed the way he was thinking. So, you know, making little shifts like that. So do you treasure? Well, why do you treasure that, right? What, what are your seven treasures that you're not going to negotiate to have in your life? Because if you negotiate one of those seven things, if you trade off, one of those seven things, something's going to be missing. So we're making choices every day of what to do and what not to do. So when we set up what are our core seven values or seven treasures that matter most, you know, a lot of people, a lot of times it'll be family or friends or, you know, health, but those are pretty boring. Health, I want to be healthy. Well, healthy is such a boring word. Maybe I want to have vitality. Or maybe, you know, I changed mine to glitter and shine because vitality just wasn't working for me anymore. <laughs> so that sounds more fun to me that I'm going to go get my glitter and shine on today versus I'm going to be healthy today, you know. So we get our core seven and we power them up to where those things are so powerful that they're exciting. You know, they, they draw us out. So going to the gym sounds pretty boring. Or I'm going to go get my glitter on today, you know, is a little bit more fun. But that's different for each person. That might not jazz you up. <laughs> Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's like your warrior, your inner warrior or something, you know. So it's what are the seven most important things in your world that you don't want to trade off? And that takes time. Like that's why we spend an entire day on that and walk the talk weekend. But that's how you get the certainty. 
And then when you know those seven things, then every choice that you ever make, so every resolution, every everything that you decide, I want this, and you do the should test, you know, is this something I really want? Or is it just something that, you know, I think I'm supposed to want? And then you decide, okay, so every single thing I do today, you're going to litmus test it on your seven. And it starts to get more and more natural. So, you know, people call it a to-do list. I call it a playlist. So it's that word association, right? Maybe it's something different, a soul promise instead of a resolution. There's these little things you can do. And then if it's a should, though, it's not going to stick. So as long as it's an I want, you know, and it lines up with these are the seven most important things in my life that I don't want to miss out on or I'm going to have a regret. And then before you ever put anything on what you might call a to-do list, I call a playlist, is does it line up with one of my seven things, yes or no? If I do it, is it actually in alignment with what I want my life experience to be or not? And if it isn't, then don't do it. And if you think about, okay, well, I can't just not do it. Well, then why not? What's the impact? And start to follow that thread. Oh, well, because I'm getting paid and my boss is expecting this. Well, sometimes it may be the case that we just have a really crappy job and it sucks. And, and I know I've been there before, right? But then you get clarity on that and say, okay, well, I don't want this. I can't get what I want in this role. What do I want instead? Is there a way to do it? Here's another path. And what are three things with three choices I have to get there and start taking those little steps. But it could also just be, how are we looking at our role? Maybe it's a conversation with your boss. It's, you know, I used to tell my teams, if I give you something to do that makes you want to poke your eye out, let me know. Cause there might be someone else on the team that loves doing that. And maybe not. And, or maybe it's just part of what that person's role needs to be because they need that skill set. But at least, you know, maybe it's something you learn and then can pass on. Or maybe you learn it to get to the next level or learn it to get to the next role. So as long as you can get that clarity and the certainty with these are the seven most important things on the planet for me. And every time I say yes to something that's not in alignment with one of those seven, I'm saying no to the things that do matter. So how can you stop saying yes to things that are taking you out of those seven core values or treasures, you know, your core seven things that you want out of life. How can you stop doing that? What's the real impact? And a lot of times we think there's this big impact and there's not. There really isn't. We just think there would be. You know, what's the worst thing that could happen if I don't do that? Well, this. Okay, is it that bad? You know, are you going to piss off this person? Oh, well, do you even like that person? <laughs> Maybe they're not one of your people. Maybe that's a person to start to, you know, shed. So, you know, it's a long answer. A lot of my answers are long, but I do come back to the beginning. And it all comes back to knowing how you want to feel, how do you want to feel instead, what you want to do to get that feeling, and not commit yourself to things that are shoulds. Because as long as there are shoulds, you're going to run into that right? Like at that gym, maybe the gym just isn't the answer. Maybe it is something else. Or if it is the gym, because that's the one resources you, you know, you think that you have, how can you make it more fun? How can you make it a want? You know, what are, maybe you're not ready for the gym. Maybe there's one more thing you can do beforehand that'll get you more powered up. What language are you using with yourself to get you there? Is it, oh, I have to go to the gym or, no, I want to go to the gym because I'm going to have energy and vitality when I go and I always feel better. So 
you know, it's a, it's really a mind trick in the end and testing. Right. right. It's a, it's a mind trick. Yeah. And I, my observation has been that people with the brilliant minds or top minds, especially in places, you know, where they are part of the change management process, like you were once. Yeah. You know, people who want to change not just a few lives, but lives of a whole lot of people yeah. and companies. Right. They come out with a lot of solutions. And, you know, uh, they live a lot of life, which is stressful. Yeah. And lot you can see the examples from WorkPress and what we are uh, having today with so yeah. much of tech and all. Yeah. They... A lot of them live in the shoots. Every yep. day when they wake up, it's about the shoots. Yeah. I wish I could have started my own thing. I wish I, you know, I should be doing gardening at this time and not waking up and rushing up to, you know, to a client or something. Yeah. You know, what? Why is it that people who are changing others' lives, you know, millions of lives? are not able to move their own lives from should to something they should be doing. They actually get to doing. Yeah. And why is it that people who are not in lesser positions and are, you know, they are much more happier and living life, mm -hmm. perhaps much more, you know, uh, in terms of much more contentment. Right. How is it and what would you like to tell this part of the people who are living a big life in shoots. Yeah, so a lot of it is the high performers, right? The people that are doing these high performing, high pressure jobs um, want to deliver, over deliver. And so sometimes we feel like we have to do everything. And sometimes the pressure we're putting on ourselves, some careers are a little different, um, you know, like investment banking or something, maybe where you just literally live. But sorry to interrupt. Are they high pressure jobs or are they self-created pressures? Actually, how do you well, see them? Yes. Have to its own pressure, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's it's um, it's there is a culture environment where it could be, you know, an external pressure that we have to decide: is that a pressure that helps us deliver and and do things that we like, or is it you know not our thing? Some people get excited about that. Some people can be, you know, um, shooted out by that. But uh, so, so in that sense, when I so one perfect example from from what you just pointed out, there was a point when I was at PricewaterhouseCoopers, I was pregnant with my second daughter, and I wanted a life, and so I quit. I found a way. I thought, you know what? I I either never have the relationship with my kids that I want in the first place, that I'm working this hard to be able to do and have the things that I do want, but I'm not doing them. And so maybe I just need to quit, you know, and do something different. So I looked for other jobs out there. I found one that I knew would impact me financially, but it was better and feasible. If I wasn't gonna be on the street and, uh, you know, I could survive, I wouldn't be in a tent on the, on the sidewalk and at least have a life. It was my mindset. So I, I went to my boss and I quit and gave my resignation. And um, it was for a government job at the time where I had to get a top secret clearance before they would give me the job 100%. So they had to ask my boss, am I a decent human being? So I had to tell him, like I couldn't not tell him and already leave. So I hadn't left yet, 
So I gave my resignation or told him I, they, he would be getting a call. And he's like, well, why are you leaving? And I said, because I want a life and I can't have a life here. And he's like, well, what if you could work 40 hour weeks, two days a week from home? And this is in consulting industry where, like I said, you know, it's like a lawyer job. Like, really? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I would get fired. And I was on the, on the path to make director at the time, which is um, it's it's a very flat organization in consulting. Directors one step away from partners, so it's incredibly competitive and and um, very high expectations for things that you're able to do before they'll put you in that position. So I'm six months away from this uh, potential role of making it to director, and I'm like, who have who do you know that has ever made director? going as a manager working 40 hour weeks, two days a week from home. This is before COVID, right? Working from home was not something that was done very often. And um, and he was like, he looked away and then he looked back. He's like, I think you can do it. <laughs> so he had no examples, no examples, but he's like, I think you can do it. He said, I think you do more than you need to. And I'm like, okay, so my boss is telling me I'm doing more than I need to. I'm trying to make director and he's telling me that I'm doing more than I need to. So I must be doing more than I need to. Maybe let me look at all the things that I'm doing and see which ones matter and which things I think matter, but don't, you know? Um, and so I had to get serious about that. So I ended up going to where I was going to get my job. And I said, will you hold my job? Cause I figured, well, I'll, I'll wait six months, try to make it director. And if I make director, I'll stay. And if I don't, I have my backup job. So it kind of goes back to how can you set yourself up to have that reinforcement, right? To make sure you stay the course of doing what you said you really want, but maybe giving yourself a chance to try something to see if it'll work, right? And so I'm like, okay. And I did it. I made director working 40 hour weeks, two days a week from home, which is unheard of, very rarely heard of um, in that industry. And it all came down to, it's not because I was so brilliant. It was because I got serious about what do I do? What do I not do? Because I knew what my core values were. I used those seven things to make every choice that I made. If I do this, what am I saying no to? And if I say no to that, what's the impact of that? And does it even matter? And so it's about, okay, well, what am I getting measured on? So if we're in a performance and like work environment, for example, what is it that my expectations are? What are the, what are the um, things that I'm, I need to deliver on that I will be judged on in terms of make it to the next level or not make it to the next level or stay in my job and get promoted or not. Right. And what are those things and what are the things that will get me there? And what are things that aren't necessary to get me there? And then just focus on the things that are going to get you there and make sure they're in alignment at the same time. Right. So let's say, okay, I don't know. I need to make these five numbers. You know, I need to make this number of sales and I need to make, you know, this many dollars this year for the firm. Okay, well, what is it going to take to do that? What are the things that I need to do to get there? And questioning, are those in alignment with the seven things that I care most about in life? Yes or no? And if you keep saying no, then it's time to find a new job. And another thing you can do in those positions too is maybe you don't know the answer and you can say, okay, here's what I think will get me there and go to somebody and confirm it. Go to your boss and say, okay, so if I do these five things, is that going to meet your expectations? Yes. Okay. So if I do those five things and I don't do anything else, I'm going to meet your expectations. Yes. Okay. Well then only do those five things. Don't right. do the other 972 things, right? 
So right. it's really getting the clarity of what it is that you want and why, and then how can you get there? What do you do and what don't you need to do to do it? Right. And then it gives you that capacity to do the gardening, to do the other things you were talking about, to do the things that you love. Right, right, Stacey. So now uh, talking about journey fuel, a lot of people, you advise a lot of people. So what do you do exactly at journey fuel and mm -hmm. what are the type of people who come to you? And so that, you know, people from across the world and as well as from India, uh, if they want, yeah. they can connect with you. And how do they do that? What can they expect help from you or assistance from you in whatever you are doing at Journey Fuel? So tell yeah. us about it. Thank you for asking. So, so Journey Fuel is using the techniques and skills that I learned in consulting, which is a differentiator in the market. Because when you think about personal development, they're not applying, you know, project management principles. They're not applying these change management techniques that organizations pay millions of dollars for people to do for them because they have an expectation it's going to work and it works every time. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the scope is, what type of person it is, what that person's goals are or treasures are. It's a process. So it's, it's, a, you know, rinse and repeat. If you do it in this, any scenario is going to work. It's a matter of knowing awareness, right? Getting awareness, whatever it is, building the desire for whatever that is, helping figure out what knowledge do you need to get there. And that knowledge is going to help you get the ability and then building in that reinforcement. That's what I do at Journey Fuel. But I do it in a way that is kind of sneaky where you don't feel like you're going through that. You know, I'm not talking about ad car all day. It's okay, what are, where do I want to go in my life? What experience do I want to have? What destinations do I want to go to? What are the milestones and the, the places and things and people I want to have in my life? And, and what's the culture of that? And kind of thinking about it like a journey. And then building out a map and so that it feels like you're having fun and creating, you know, people relate life to a journey all the time. You know, life's a journey, enjoy the ride, not the destination, <laughs> just focus on the destination. So it's how can we enjoy the ride along the way? But I start with that walk to talk weekend and everybody who ever works with me will go through or gets to play in journey fuel is starting with walk to talk weekend, which is that two and a half day program. Everybody will um, go through that because it's all about knowing what are your core seven, because everything else I do, everything else we do is based on those seven things. So it, it gets that foundation in place. And then from there, the next set of programs is, okay, so now you know what those are. Now what? And so I have another program that is, um, you know, Love and Life Accelerator program where it takes, okay, here's what you learned in Walk the Talk Weekend. Now, how do we get a map in place? So all you do now is you've got this mapped out and you just walk the talk. You know, now you have a, a plan in place. You have destinations you know you want to go to. You know what kind of resources that you want to have in order to get you there. And it sets that whole uh, map up. So now all you have to do it's, it's kind of like turning on your GPS and just doing what it says. You know, I'm helping you build out what is your GPS and then just turn it on and walk. And then I have other programs where I have an annual program that includes all of that. Plus, um, every month we, we get together and do group events. So we do one, I do one on one coaching in another program where I'll actually do one-on-one um, -on -one plus these other programs with you. So, so in the end, Journey Fuel is all about, okay, where are you at in your journey? 
Always Walk the Talk Weekend, um, which is an $897 program. But for your audience, I want to gift that because it is such a fundamental piece. And I don't want to come here and, and tell things to do that, you know, people can't do. So I want to give you something and an action for your audience to be able to take at no cost so that you have no barriers. So Walk the Talk Weekend, you just go to walkthetalkweekend.com and put in K-A-J and where you found um, the program. And I'll gift you that program at no cost to you. So and just that alone will get you to, like you said, how can I open my eyes tomorrow and know that I'm going to live a life I love waking up to? Even just signing up for a program that you know is a trusted program, that all you have to do is show up and be in it and give it your all in two and a half days to set yourself up for this life you love. Like, who would say no to that, right? So Walk the Talk Weekend um, is the best, easiest place to start. And then go from there because anything beyond that, sometimes we just don't have the capacity right now to even go there. It's a lot simpler. You know, just start with getting your clarity, certainty, and activate it in two and a half days, and you're on your way. And just start with something small. Thank you. Thank you, Stacy, for that. And I'm sure a lot of people who would be interested would certainly sign up for this thing. Now, oh, and to okay. add, just to answer real quick, I forgot you said what kind of people, you know, would come. Right. If anybody who just doesn't wake up with that feeling they want right it's a feeling you don't want anybody who wakes up and like or have tried ever programs and they just didn't work and something's just missing um or you just want something different out of life and you don't know what it is if that fits where you are then journey fuel can help you right and do tell us about your podcast you are also a podcast host mm -hmm. And, you know, you share a lot of great stuff onto, into your podcast. So do tell us about that. How can people connect with you there? How can listen? Because this is just one show, but there yeah. you talk often so they can learn more from you both. So also tell us how they can connect you, uh, connect with you onto Journey Fuel as well as the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So my podcast is uh, Journey Fuel Ignite Your Day. And it's 279 episodes that uh, I don't do live ones right now, but they're there. That's It's a three to five minute call to action each day. That's just a little baby step that can get you started on something that can bring joy into your life or bring that passion back into your life. So you can pick any of those episodes, three to five minutes a day. And um, it's just a quick, easy thing to, to ignite your day. Um, the other way to do it is just at your journey fuel on Facebook is the easiest way to know what I'm up to and know what the next program is. And all of my programs right now are live on Zoom. I have people from around the globe that are in my programs. I've got somebody from Australia and people join from the UK, from the Netherlands, from, you know, all over the place um, have joined. And so I'd love to have folks from India join and from anywhere else in the planet. Uh, it's a Zoom program. So Walk the Talk Weekend is the easiest, fastest way to find out more about what Journey Fuel is and get yourself going on a life that you love waking up to. Great, Stacey. Great. Thank you so much for, you know, sharing all these tips, insights, and understanding about how they can, people can start their living the life that they have been thinking of. With this... It's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live with Stacey McElpain.
straightway from Rancho Palace, Verdes, California, USA. Thank you once again. Absolutely. Thank you so much.